Hey Warriors, and welcome back to another episode of Warrior Within. I hope you guys have had a great week. Mine actually wasn't too bad. Uh, we did get to go visit Hillsboro uh, just to check out. We did check out a place that does uh, uh, new builds that they actually build. We wanted to see if it's possible, and it looks like it could be, but we're still praying to see if it's this place or if there's going to be something else that God will open. So if you guys could just keep praying. Um, it's, it's definitely an exciting time, and we're just looking forward to it. Anyway, so I know some of you have probably been paying attention to the so-called Asbury Revival. Um, I wasn't going to, I'm not going to talk about it today, but I just want to share my quick perspective on this right now. First of all, I think we need to give it time. I am not going to jump on the bandwagon of Revival quite yet, because I want to see it blossom and i what i want people to do want you guys to do is to pray for whatever is going on that it is led by the holy spirit that it is led by god and not by anything else and you can call me a skeptic you can call me whatever you want but i'm going to stick to that because it is important to make sure that it is being led by god um, you know, because I've had many talks about different things that have been going on, and the timing just seems too good. But at the same time, I also don't want to say not to pray for it, not to be excited about it. So I will stick to First Thessalonians uh, 5, 16 through 21, where it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks to all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. But the one thing that to be important is the next verse. It says, do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good. So my thing is you don't want to quench the spirit. So you don't want to be too negative that you're quenching the spirit. But at the same time, you also don't want to not test everything. You want to make sure that this is God's moving and not something else. So that's all I'm going to say about it. Um, I'm not going to have a big talk about it because um, I want to keep an eye on it. I want to watch it. And I want to pray for it. Anyway, so today our whole talk is actually going to be about prayer. I've had a few guys in Discord mention about prayer, and um, it's kind of been like in the forethought of my mind to maybe talk about it. I, in, in one way, have like I, I feel like to me, I'm still learning and growing and understanding in prayer. I, I would have to say, even though it's the one of the hardest points of my time of my life was when my dog was dying from cancer and my wife was having a really hard time in life, was the one time I really studied up and spent time in prayer, really seeking out understanding of prayer and fasting. Now, I'm not going to get into the whole concept of fasting today, but it is a connection to prayer as well, though I, I will make a mention to fasting. So fasting doesn't have to be like you're not eating at all. It could be a fast of anything. You're just replacing time that you would have been doing something else with God. That's a simple way of how I look at it. So I have done fasting before several times, like one was for looking for Hillsboro, and I have mentioned that before. But 
today, one of the things I wanted to point out is the importance of what prayer is all about. So, you know, what is prayer? And my first word for statements that came to my mind is seeking his face. It is coming to his presence to spend time with him. And it's probably the most hard part that we as men fell at listening. You see, the three parts in my mind is that we're seeking him out. We are standing in God's presence, but we're also listening. Those don't always work for us, guys. We struggle listening a lot, especially with the society that we kind of live in where everything is just like everywhere going on. You know, you got to get to the next thing. You got to get to this thing. You got to watch this. You got to watch that. You got all this that you have to do. You're in your social media. You're on your phone. Like there's just so much activity, so much distraction, so much responsibility that keeps going around that we sometimes forget that even in our prayer time, we need to stop and listen. You know, I, I was searching the scriptures, just looking at verses about prayer and kind of looking into like discussions of prayer. And the one thing that popped up to me was a song of thanks by David, which to me is like an image of a really, really strong prayer. Like one, one of the things I always tell people, if you want to have a better understanding of how to, uh, to know God's heart is spend time in Psalms because David was known as a man after God's own heart. He chased after, desired, seeked, wanted God's heart. So if we go to First Chronicles 16, this is where this song is actually written, which is kind of ironic because I always say Psalms, but hey, First Chronicles 16, verse 8, starting at verse 8, ending at 13, it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. Sing to him, sing praises to him, tell all of his wondrous works, glory in his name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice, seek the Lord and his strength, seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles and the judgments he uttered. O offspring of Israel, his servant, children of Jacob, his chosen ones. You see, one of the things that I have learned throughout my growing up, and even I remember even being younger, prayer, one of the main points of prayer was praising. Um, adoration was another way of uh, describing that, but praising God. Now, as a young person, it wasn't as easy. I remember uh, being in high school and junior high and the whole idea of uh, the whole religious prayer thing wasn't a really strong thing, even though I got to see my dad pray. I got to even hear my mom pray. I got to hear, you know, pastors, but it wasn't like, I didn't, I didn't understand it. Like it didn't really resonate with my mind and my heart. Like I didn't, I didn't see the value behind it. And I guess it's because one of the things of growing up was that whole concept where you need to take care of yourself. You need to deal with yourself. You need to be in control of yourself. So I only thought that God really only truly cared about was the the spiritual side of me, but not necessarily everything, like every aspect of my life. <clears throat> so growing up was very much a perspective of a child mind trying to learn and understand it. And a lot of it is probably because of being brought up where, hey, as a dude, you need to deal with your own 
issues. Like you need to deal with your own problems. You need to not be mushy gushy or uh, cry. You know, you've got hurt. Like it was all that kind of stuff. And what I've learned, and I've said this before, because of my anxiety, I held in a lot of issues. So the idea of giving praise to God is a form of letting go of things too, because you're the, the three parts that I said is like, you're in the presence of him and you can't be coming in front of God with all these issues and guck and, and expect, uh, expect to feel free and, and peace and, and, and understanding because you, you've been holding and you're not surrendering that to him. So instead of seeking him like you're supposed to, it's more like, I, I would say for me, it was more about doing my duty, but spending time in prayer instead of that relationship I needed with God in prayer. I remember high school time, I, I tried to figure out and understand that, but I, I still really didn't truly understand it until my first year in college when I was challenged to think about if Jesus was in heaven or not, would I still want to go to heaven? Because what I didn't realize to myself was the relationship I had with God was only knowledge and information. It wasn't actual desire seeking him. So even when I would do the praising, it was like a, like a rule or a, a job. It wasn't because I really was wanting to praise his name. That's why I believe it's very vital to understand. David is a very good example of really understanding, giving thanks and praising him and, and just add, you know, admonishing how amazing God is to us. And then there's other parts to this that stand out too. You know, it's not just praising, but you know, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seeking is a very vital part of our prayer time. Prayer should be because I want to know you, Lord. So I'm coming into your presence and I'm seeking out you. And this is where it goes to the whole, I, I don't know if any of you guys were brought up with acronyms that people may have taught you, but there was two of them. There was pray and then there was one acts and pray was praise, repent, ask, yield, where acts was adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. The concept behind that was to give us some clear understanding kind of based on the Matthew 6 Lord's Prayer. It says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth that is in heaven. Give us this daily, our daily bread. Forgive us our debts. And we also have forgiven our debtors. Uh, sorry, as we have also forgiven our debtors. And let, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So the concept behind these acronyms was to give you a kind of an outline of the Lord's Prayer, which I think is very vital to understand how to pray or, you know, what is prayer. So if you go into prayer with this, these acronyms, uh, you one praise or adoration is giving thanks to him, praising him, rejoicing in him. Uh, then you have 
repentance or confession, which is usually us, you know, Hey Lord, you know, I was a real jerk to my wife today, man. I, I I'm sorry. I'd acted and treated her that way. I ask you to help me to watch out for myself. Help me to protect my mind that I may not treat her that way again. Or, you know, I really blew up Johnny today. I really should have probably stopped and listened to him, Lord. And I ask you to help me to better myself in listening. Please forgive me for just raging out at my kid. You know, confessing is that kind of stuff. Or, you know, Lord, I didn't run to you when I was having a hard time and I started looking at porn. And I really am battling with this. I ask that you help me to beat this battle. Help me to find a way to find accountability. Like the idea is that you're seeking out, you're, you're seeking out repentance. You're seeking out confession. You're seeking out God to help you through that because it is very important. We're standing in his presence. We're standing in a, a moment of conversation with God. And if we're running around with the, all the sin on us and we're like ignoring that we're doing that and thinking, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm still praising God. I'm praying. I'm in his presence. I'm seeking him out. And you're standing there expecting it to be like, okay, it isn't. You should come with the desire of change. Okay. So the next part is where are we at? Asking or Thanksgiving is what like the other one says, but asking and Thanksgiving, <clears throat> actually technically supplication and acts is asking. So it's kind of interesting. So when asking or requesting things of God, I've met a lot of people who feel super uncomfortable with the idea of asking, but if we go through scripture and if you could go and look up on Google, do Bible verses on asking God, um, asking God requests, there's going to be a lot of verses that can pop up in the new Testament. God does ask us to ask because they actually, it's <laughs> people who don't ask, they wonder why nothing happens well is because the, the remember faith is very much involved in our time with god seeking him out getting to know him there's a trust that's built and then there's a faith that comes with it right because remember we talked about it before you you meet somebody you become friends with them they become your best friend, but they come become your best friend because you built a relationship with them and you start trusting them. Right. And you know that, the, you know, if there was a, if your car broke down, your friend, Tim would come running to help you. You know that your friend, uh, Joanna will come and help you, you know, this for the ladies type of deal. So if that's possible because you have these relationships with people, then why is it that our faith with God, when we come before his presence, seeking him out, we don't ask? Because so I think we have a misunderstanding of fearing him to the point where we think we don't deserve to ask, but he asks us to ask. So if you're struggling with money, ask him, what do I do, Lord? Can you provide? I will trust you to provide. So remember, we talked about providing not too long ago. You know, Lord, you know, the sin is just 
it's holding me down. I'm angry. I'm hurt. I'm struggling with like, I don't know what to do. Ask, ask him. And don't forget, you know, if you're part of like the discord community, you have people there that you can reach out and say, Hey guys, I am struggling. And it, it's harder because to me it is better to find a group of guys that are local that you could trust that way because they can get behind you physically uh, be accountable for you, but also can literally pray with you. And then they can actually, Hey, let's go for coffee so they can help you to start talking about what's going on. Because a lot of times when we struggle with sin, there is still some issues we've not truly dealt with. And it's very interesting because even if you dealt with one, it doesn't mean that there isn't more. Because if you're back into sitting, there is stuff you have not repented from. There is probably stuff that you have not dealt with that you're using your flesh as an excuse to do the sin instead of saying no. Because you remember, temptation is at the moment where you could choose to say yes or no from doing that. So that's what I think is very interesting about asking is that we don't ask for help and we don't ask for things that may be good. Lord, you know, I've had my car for 15 years. I really like a, another car. Ask him, you know, Lord, I've been at this job for the last 10 years and I, I really would like to know if I can get promotion or maybe if there's another job you want me to go after, you ask. You know, Lord, I just graduated from high school and I have five schools asking me, but which one would you like me to go to? You know, Lord, I just graduated from college and I have these three jobs and all of them are really good, but I don't know which one's the right one. You ask. It's really interesting that we just don't ask. And then the last one is usually it's yielding or Thanksgiving. And to me, adoration Thanksgiving can kind of be coming together for me. I actually like the idea of the yielding one a little bit more because it goes back to the idea of God's will being done. Now, the one thing that we battle with the idea of prayer is that when we pray with like we pray because we want to believe God will do a, but it always goes back to what if what we're praying for is not the way God wants to do it. You see, seeking out God's will means that you're submitting to his will to it. I know it's, it's such a hard thing to grasp, but that's the expectation of what we're doing when we say Jesus' name. You know, thy will be done, Lord, thy kingdom come. What we're seeking out is his submission or submitting into his will, his views, his ideas, his plan, his perspective on my questions or asking or my prayer, whatever it may be. You're always seeking God's will. And then let's say that you got these three jobs and then a fourth one pops up, but that's not as in your eyes, as good as these three, but God says, I want you to do that one. Remember you asked, you said you trust him. 
said you believe in him. Now what? God's telling you this one. You have a choice, but I can tell you this. When you do God's will, is better than when you try to do your own. You see, prayer is about building up that relationship with God. It is super vital and important part of our walk. We're going to take a quick break, and I'll see you right after this. Hey, Warriors, welcome back to the second half. So we've been talking about prayer, and I, I believe that the important parts of prayer, and, you know, it's interesting that I'm going to talk about it, this, this next perspective. Because usually, usually we don't go into this direction about prayer because we focus more on the idea of prayer. But, you, you know, people are asking, what is prayer? So prayer to me after this point, after what I just said in the first half, is also an important part is getting to know God. Because remember, we talked about the idea of relationships, right? Talked about the idea that if you build a relationship, you build trust. If you're building trust... That means when you ask of them or if you uh, connect with them more or spend time with them, you grow together, right? You be, become closer. Suddenly now, you know, their kids are calling you uncle. And now suddenly, you know, you're getting invited to their family events. And suddenly now, you know, your family is inviting them to the family events. And there's this connection. You start building up a relationship. You know, one of my, my hopes is that my wife and I would be able to find a few couples who like to do like what we like to do so that we have a, a relationship with a couples that we can connect with and grow with and, and, and help and, and they can help us vice versa. So we go back to the, the most simplistic of verses that all of you should know. And it's this one is in Matthew that we're going to be looking, but it's the two greatest commandments. So we go to Matthew 22, verse 37, it says, And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Now you're probably thinking to myself, well, I don't understand what this has to do with prayer. Well, if you are wanting to know how to pray, you need to know who God is, period. And a simple answer is spend time in God's word, study God's word, memorize God's word, pray. So as you're studying, you're also praying. And then simplistically, you go to church, simplistically, you go to a Bible study. So you're getting to know God. But why is it that even though people are still going to church, people are going to Bible studies, but yet they still struggle with prayer? Simple answer is we got to get it out of our heads that it is a certain way to approach God. And I'm not talking about removing anything of value like we need to, like I told you that what in the first half, there is still, you know, the best way to learn how to pray is the, like taking those acronyms and actually using them to as guidelines to help you pray. The idea is we still got to pray in God's will. We still got to repent. We still got to praise God. 
but we got to get it out of our heads that there needs to be these the thou mindsets or perspectives in how we talk. We can make it simple. You can, you know, Lord, you know, I'm having a really hard time today. I love you. I appreciate all that you've been doing. But man, my boss is just being a jerk and treating me like crap. And I just feel like I can't do it. I feel sick. My wife is struggling at home right now with the kids. And man, I'm having a hard day. And, I, and I'm trying very hard not to be tempted. I'm trying very hard to not allow, you know, my flesh to take over. And, you know, and ugh, I just need your help. Simple prayer. Why do we have to struggle so much in our prayer? I honestly think it's because we don't take side time to study. Hear me clearly. We don't take side time to study. We think by just going to church, by doing the Bible study you know, group, or hanging out with a couple of guys and talking about God a little bit is enough to help us have a better understanding of God. And the thing is, because we don't spend extra time studying God's word and researching and looking up articles and testing out the spirit and researching on different programs and organizations and stuff like that, we get sidetracked, get yanked in or get pulled away from the truth because we're not paying attention. And two, because we're not paying attention also means we're not studying. So therefore we can't see issues. And so we don't see some of our sins as being a problem because we're not paying attention because we're not studying God's word because God's telling you stop and you can't hear him because you're so focused on your life. We need to make time to stop and study and stop making prayer harder than it needs to be. You have gotten to know your wife throughout time. Years, even, even when you were dating, you, you spent time, you made time. We need to be doing that with God. You need to make time to study. And this is why I have a hard time when I hear churches teach God is love. God is loving. Well, that is great. But if you know God, you know, he's not just loving. He's also judge. He is also someone who will comfort those that are weak. You also know that he will also chastise those he loves. You see, we got to understand that as we continue to learn more about prayer, it comes from knowing more about God. We hate what God hates. We love what he loves. We'll have more compassion about praying for things that we see when we have a better understanding of who God is. We have more compassion about those that are hurting because we know who God is. And I know that not everybody... Now everybody has finished and dealt with a lot of their issues. And I and like, even for myself, I'm sure there's probably still some more issues I haven't dealt with that are, are causing me to not see God the way I should be seeing him, but I'm praying and asking him to reveal that so I can work on that. 
Why? Because of what it says here. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. You notice he didn't just say, you, you shall love the Lord your God. That's it. He said, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Understand that what I am trying to say here is if you know God, prayer will, your prayer life will get stronger. But to love God means I need to love him with all of my heart. You can't fill your heart with other things that you're loving and expect the love of God to be that real to you. Many people, their hobbies have filled their heart. Family has filled their heart. Um, loving sports has filled their heart. Food, their anger, their addictions, their struggles, any form of their anxieties. Love another woman, not your wife. You see, if we don't cleanse our heart and make sure that it loves God first, that's why it affects our relationship with him, which then affects our understanding of prayer, right? The same thing with your soul. You don't love God, meaning you don't love Jesus and he died on the cross and you're, you know, that you're saved. You, you're not loving God. Even if you think that, hey, you know, I follow the rules of the church and I, I obey the church and I obey these rules. Therefore, I love God. But the question is, have you ever accepted Christ as your savior? Well, no, because I, I believe in God. I've heard people say, well, I believe in God. Well, I believe in God. Well, that's great, but did you ever repent of your sins and realize that you're a sinner saved by grace because Christ died for you, so therefore you accepted Christ as your Savior? Well, no, because I love God. Okay, and then the mind. We've talked about how easy it is. You know, we talked about the helmet, right? And if we can, if if the enemy can penetrate our mind, where else does it penetrate? Our hearts. And vice versa, if it penetrates our hearts, where else does it affect is our mind. So if we allow stuff in our hearts that shouldn't be in our hearts, our mind is also affected, which means two out of these three are being affected, which are we truly loving God with our whole, with, 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 with our all? No. We have things that are in the way. We have things that have taken place and taken control, who, which have... Uh, penetrated inside the armor of God and is replacing the armor of God with the worldly armor. You know, a lot of times when the heart starts getting affected, it's a selfishness desire. The heart thinks of things it wants for you. Well, you know, you're having a hard time with your wife. Well, you, you know, that lady at the your job you know she's been checking you out maybe you need to start flirting with her no no holy spirit says no that's not right you should love your wife well you know that you know when you're drinking it, it it gets gets rid of all of the concerns get yourself drunk holy spirit's like no that's not gonna work you're just gonna get a headache the next day or you're gonna feel sick and the problems didn't go away Come to me. Well, you know, 
I gotta, I gotta get a good grade on this test. Maybe if I could just cheat, it'll allow me to be able to get the grade I really need. No. You see, we are in a constant battle with our heart because it's a, a desire for it is flesh. And this is why this is all connected to even, you know, the shows and the movies and people who say, oh, if you follow your heart, it'll lead you on the right path. No, it doesn't. Loving God with all of your heart does. Loving God with all of your mind does. Because you're willing to allow God to get rid of the guck and the struggles and, and the pain and the hurt that's just been clouding your mind, clouding your heart, that you can't see him fully. You can't see him completely because you're so focused on everything else but him. And he's trying to get you to recognize if you want to have a relationship with me, you want to be able to pray without ceasing, pray continuously asking of me, you got to know me. You got to give me your all. You got to love me with your all. And that means you can't like things that are not of him. And I want to be clear because someone had made a comment not too long ago. I'm not saying you can't have fun and enjoy things that are on this earth. What I'm saying is, and I want that person, I hope you got, you, you, you're still listening, understand if sin is what you're saying is fun, then that is not what I am saying is okay. You need to understand that to have fun does not mean you also indulge in sin to have fun because he can forgive you. You know, scripture tells you it's not an excuse to do what you're not supposed to be doing. You want to have a better prayer life. You want to have a prayer life. Seek after God. Love him with your whole heart. Love him with your whole soul. Love him with your whole mind. I have fun. And if that person who asked that made that statement had actually listened to my podcast more than just one, they would know that I'm a gamer. I play games. I love Legos. I play Legos. I love hanging out with people. I like doing board games. I'll do tabletop. I like to do archery. I'll even shoot guns. I'll go fishing. You can do things and have fun and enjoy things that are around you without having it destroy you because it's taking the place of God, taking the place of your responsibilities. So what I'm saying today for this, for a better understanding, you want to learn how to pray? What is prayer? Get to know God first. If anything, get to know God first. Spend time in his word. And, and, and then the thing is, praying is just communicating. If you're having a hard time, you can use those acronyms. You can go to uh, Matthew 6 and you can look at the Lord's Prayer. Those, uh, it's, it's, those are great outlines of information to help you speak to God correctly, basically.
or how to start speaking to him. And start simple. But I could tell you this, study on your own time. Stop just thinking going to church or going to that Bible study is enough. Study on your side. And it could be on anything. If you found that someone's talking about some ideology, study it and then look at the scriptures. Do the scriptures match that? No. Okay. Why is that wrong? Like this, there's so much to knowing more about the scriptures is going to help you be able to discern and see things that may not be what they're supposed to be. And you won't support things that you shouldn't be supporting. And then you'll have better communication with God because you're learning about him. You know, if you, you go and buy flowers for your girlfriend or for your wife and you pick tulips and you hand it to her and you had good intentions of the heart, right? Because you loved her and you got her tulips. It's her least favorite flower in the world. She loves roses. Weren't you not listening? She told you she loved roses. Are you seeing the gist? If God says that this sin is bad, but you're saying, but all these other Christians are saying it's okay. Who do you believe? The other Christians or God's word? And the only way you would know that is if you study God's word. Do you see what I mean? The better way to understanding God is not listening to people telling you who God is, but it's to study who God is. You go to the scriptures. Because there's even philosophies and ideologies out there that are going to take it too far. And the thing is, you study the scriptures, you make sure that whatever else you're looking at matches the scriptures. And it's not just cherry picking verses out to support a view. Read the context. Make sure the context fit. You know, that's one of the things I try to do when I'm doing this is I, I tell you, hey, this is what's going on here. Well, if you go to Matthew, for example, you know that the Sadducees are trying to debate him. You know, the, the, at some point in verse 34, it says the Pharisees are the ones asking this question. You know, the question is, teacher, which is the great commandments in the, or which is the great commandment in the law? Because they wanted to trick him. And he gave them truth. Can't trick God. Okay. So ultimately all of this, everything that we could talk about, the main thing is you want to seek him when you're in prayer. You want to, you know, spend time with him. You want to be in his presence, right? And you want to listen. In listening, the best way to listen is to study God's word. Because he's speaking. And he's been speaking since, you know, all the time, but you haven't spent time in God's word. So now you're down to this last point, listening. Listening is also reading God's word, but also God does speak. But if you were to hear him speak, you better make sure you know God's word. So, you know, it's not something else telling you something that's not true. So I hope, I hope this is an encouragement. Um, I want you guys to really think about, you know, I, if you want to pray, get to know God, spend time in God's word, study God's word, be in God's word, and then you have a better understanding with them. So you have a better understanding how to talk. 
because you all know when you met that girl, when you fell in love with your wife, you fell, you know, you're dating that girl right now. The one thing you want to do is get to know them and you get to know them. So you get to be more comfortable around them. The more comfortable you get around them, the easier it is to talk to them. Seeing the connection. You want to get to know God, so you spend more time in God's Word, so you get to better, you get to know Him better. And the better you know Him, the more comfortable you are to be in His presence. The more more comfortable in His presence that you are, the easier it is to talk to Him. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for this time. I ask that you bless anybody who's listening, any of the guys, any of the ladies, whoever is listening, Lord, that you just help them to take this and to spend time in Your Word. Um, that they learn how to love you with their whole heart, all of their soul, and all of their mind. Because once they do that, then they have a better understanding how to love their neighbor as self. They have a better way of understanding how to see things in this world and how to pay attention, how to discern what is right and wrong, which is the lie, which is the truth. I pray, Lord, that this would be a blessing. And I thank you for all that you do. And I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope you guys have a great week and I will see you next time. God bless.